Network presents Football Time. Hey, and welcome to the Football Time Show. We're here for the Super Bowl preview. We just got finished with our Super Bowl prop show. Now we're going to get into Super Bowl 56 with our man, L.A. Rams fan, L.A. born, L.A. bred, Achilles Reign. Are you ready to get into the Super Bowl with us, Achilles? Oh yeah, definitely, man. I'm excited. You know, I'm really excited. I'm nervous. We uh, we just got done with our uh, our prop pick show last Wednesday. Uh, hopefully, we got some winners there because uh, I ended up taking a few of the ones that you guys picked out also. All right, prop pick show. Go to the Greenlight Network on YouTube. Check that out. Be sure to enter our Greenlight Network props uh, contest. The link will be below on this show. It's on below on our props show. So be sure to sign up there. You can also find it on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Don't want to miss out with that, especially since you can win some nice Greenlight Network swag that Tumblr that Achilles just uh, drank from, plus some T-shirts, uh, some bags, some stickers. We got all sorts of stuff to load you up with green light network all right let's get into the game before the power surges one other time and we have to do another take uh, of this show all right cincinnati Bengals, los angeles rams battling it out in super bowl 56 it was a uh, quite an eventful uh way for both these teams to get here but uh they're here what are your first impressions of uh this game in the super bowl coming in I mean, probably, you know, at least one of these teams was uh, probably expected by a lot of people based off all the transactions they did during the offseason and, and even during the season. Um, and the other team, I don't think a lot of people really expected them to be at this point uh, still in the playoffs. But listen, this Cincinnati Bengals team is tough. And, you know, last year we saw them struggle without Burrow. Um, and I don't think even we anticipated them to be this good. Um, they surprised a lot of people early in the season. They had a little bit of a dip in performance, but they righted the ship. And now they're in the Super Bowl. You know, that's all that really matters. That's the that's what everybody strives for is to get to the Super Bowl. And both of these teams have made it regardless of uh, the path that they took. Yeah, I, I think... You know, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, this was basically Bill Belichick's philosophy the whole way. You have to get yourself into the playoffs, and once you get yourself into the playoffs, it's then three games, and basically anything can happen, and you can work your way into the Super Bowl no matter what went down in the regular season. Now, they had a pretty good regular season, but I, you know, I don't think anybody thought going in over the Chiefs, over the Bills. They got a little luck that those two battled it out in the divisional round of the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, they probably got a little luck that the Chiefs had a total meltdown there in the second half. You mix in a couple goal line stands, and all of a sudden the Cincinnati Bengals are in the you know Super Bowl. You flip things over to the Rams. They got themselves in there, uh, you know, even though they had a little bit of a meltdown in Week 18, nonetheless. Uh, the 49ers do the deed, beat up the uh, Green Bay Packers in a snowy game. And then the Rams and Niners are playing each other with, for a third time, which, you know, it's always difficult for a team to beat another team three times in a regular season. So uh, I, I think the Rams got a tiny break there, but they made their own breaks as well. Getting up on those Tampa Bay Bucks uh, was such a big lead. So when the uh, collapse started to happen, there was enough of a, a 
uh, window there that they were able to hold on and uh, get yourself into the playoffs and uh, basically anything again happen and you get here um, we all thought probably the Rams were one of the two or three favorites to get there but uh, I think going into the playoffs I don't know if we put them as quite favorites I think we thought a couple of those other teams might be in there uh, Bengals certainly I don't think anybody thought they were getting here but uh, nonetheless this should be a, a pretty exciting Super Bowl I think though yeah, I agree with you. Listen, as you mentioned, both of these teams uh, had their fair share of struggles. You know, we talked about the Cincinnati Bengals pretty early on in the season, and I think both you and I were pretty high on them when people really weren't talking about them. Um, and they put together, uh, you know, a few good wins. And before you knew it, the national media starts, you know, glamoring over these guys and how good they are. And they go on a bit of a dip and everyone starts questioning you know, that we start praising this team a little too early. Uh, I mean, even we started asking questions, but I think we trusted in the process. We trusted in what we saw early on that season. And as you mentioned, they, they took a really hard path. You know, thankfully for them, uh, we had the Chiefs and the Bengals, I'm sorry, the Chiefs and the Bills playing each other. Uh, so they didn't have to face both of those teams. But you talk about the path they took. They, they went against a really tough and uh, resilient Raiders team and they managed to get through them. Then they went up against the number one seed in Tennessee Titans. They managed to get through them also. And then you went against the number two seed, probably what a lot of people consider to be the actual number one seed in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs. And it hasn't been an easy road for these Bengals, but they've gotten there, you know, they fought through adversity and now they're in the big game. You flip it over to the Rams, same thing. Early on the season, they racked up, I think, like six or seven straight wins. And people were basically saying, this team's unstoppable. You know, they've loaded up on a bunch of talent, and this is what you can expect. Then they went on a little bit of a losing streak after that 49ers game. And everyone started basically, you know, canceling on this team and basically saying that they were just a bunch of uh, a bunch of superstars that couldn't mesh together. Um, and then, of course, they go on another streak, and now they're in the Super Bowl. So, listen, it's, it's, it's their own unique path. And they've both gone their own unique way as far as to building this team. But like I said, the ultimate goal for any team is to get to the Super Bowl. Once you get into the Super Bowl, you know, it's 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 up to anybody. Basically, it's anybody's game at this point. And I mean, a lot of people just think that getting into the playoffs is, you know, an achievement in itself. Um, although the talk basically for this Ram team has been at Super Bowl or bust, I've never been one of those people. I've always said, get into the playoffs. You get into the playoffs, then anything goes as we saw this season. Yeah, definitely so. And I, I think with the uh, sort of balancing out, I, I don't think, I think we've seen, you know, it, it, it's always been where the NFL has sort of had uh, a balanced playing field. But I think more than ever, there's just, there's not a lot of sort of top, top teams. Even the top, top teams, I wouldn't say separate themselves from that middle pack as much as they did uh, throughout the 90s, uh, throughout the early 00s. So I, I think, I mean, you saw it with the, uh, basically the one and twos and both going out. And I think that's really important. Get yourself in the playoffs because I don't think there's a ton separating uh, people from the one uh, all the way down to the, you know, seven or eight seed. Uh, so if you get yourself in there, you're giving yourself a shot to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, definitely. So uh, unlike, you know, sort of uh, in uh, basketball in the NBA where, you know, basically your one or two seed is probably going to be the one going through. Uh, but it, it's gotten that way a little bit in baseball where, you know, you 
just want to get yourself in that playoff position and hope you're the hot team going in. So uh, I, I think that's really, really important. All right, let's break down a little bit of the game here. I, I think we'll do this in three sort of parts. I, I want to go strengths you think on the Rams side, strengths uh, you think on the Bengals side, and then we'll break it down on how you think the Rams will come out and win and how you think the Bengals will probably come out and win this game. So let's go into the Rams. What do you think their strengths are going up against the Bengals here? Well, obviously, the the one that everyone's going to be talking about and everyone has been talking about since uh, the matchup was basically decided uh, in the championship games is the defensive line. Uh, we've seen the Bengals have some issues protecting Joe Burrow, uh, especially in that game against the Tennessee Titans where they gave up, I believe, nine sacks or ten, ten sacks. It was a crazy amount of sacks that they gave up. Um, and that's obviously going to be a focal point for the Rams' defense for the Bengals' offense is going to be protecting Joe Burrow and getting after him. Um, another one of the strengths, I think, is the quarterback play. Um, not to say that Cincinnati's quarterback play is, is subpar or anything. They've been playing really good football, but – you know, you look at the total rankings here, and uh, I believe that I believe Stafford is ranked number two overall in passing yards this postseason. Uh, I believe uh, he's number one, or or sorry, number two in passer efficiency in his passer rating. Um, he's also the uh, the most, uh, uh, I guess, when it comes to the fourth quarter, he's the most dependable quarterback in the playoffs, you know, even if you count the other guys, the Patrick Mahomes and, um, you know, the Josh Allens, which is pretty impressive when you think about those names that I just basically called out. Uh, he's He's been the most efficient one in the fourth quarter, I believe the whole year, if not just in the playoffs. So they got, I believe, a slight advantage there. Um, I, I would give them a slight advantage also at the wide receiver position. Um, just because I feel like they're more established. I know that the Bengals have a lot of talent at the wide receiver position with Tyler Boyd and Higgins and Jamar Chase, obviously, uh, offensive rookie of the year, by the way. Um, but I think that the Rams receivers are a little more established. I think that there's been a little more chemistry uh, with their teams um, and with their you know offensive game plan with the head coaches and things like that. So I, I, even though it's not huge, I would say that there's a slight advantage at the quarterback and the wide receiver position. Obviously, the uh, defensive line versus the offensive line is a big advantage, I think. The question is, can they take advantage of it? Because we did see what a lot of people assumed was a pretty good Kansas City defensive line basically have issues getting after Joe Burrow. And a lot of that has to do with the uh, the game plan that they established. But we'll get into that as we uh, talk about it uh, a little bit later on. Yeah, uh, you mentioned a couple things there. I, I think definitely, you know, uh, obviously the strength of the uh, Rams is the uh, defensive line, and, and I go secondary here, but uh, I, I'm a little interested in how this Rams secondary is going to play, how they're going to match up. We, we touched on it a little bit in our prop show. Uh, you mentioned Ramsey as, you know, pushing, uh, you know, to sort of guard Jamar Chase. And uh, I, I sort of pushed that I think the Rams, and personally me, I think it'd be smart enough to throw him on Higgins and, uh, you know, sort of have uh, one of their other corners on Chase and then have help over the top and then sort of maybe shut down those two. It's, once again, I go back to a Belichick style. That's what he usually liked to do when he has a shutdown corner like that. But uh, I, I do like think... Remus Island. Yeah, I, I do think that uh, gives them a, an advantage there to be able to alter that. I, it would be good to put Ramsey on Chase too, but I, I think we've seen 
a, a lot of games where Chase also has not done anything. Uh, I, I mean, even going to that Chiefs game uh, in the uh, conference championship, he didn't do a whole lot. He, he wasn't that big a weapon. I, I, he tends to sort of have these explosive type games, and then he has games where it's, you know, five for 55. And, and I think if you waste Ramsey there and then you sort of leave the Bengals open for uh, a sort of, you know, Higgins and Boyd to get into that middle range. I, I think that sort of flips the game where the Bengals can sort of control the game a little bit, which is, I, I don't think that's what you want. But certainly the Rams uh, along that defensive line, if they get into the mode where they got in versus uh, San Francisco, where they're stopping that run, and I mean smothering the run, not uh, doing what they did a lot during the regular season and giving up those four or five yard runs, but I mean hitting them, hitting them and getting them for zero to one yards, hitting them for negative yards. Uh, I, I think that really speaks to the Rams' advantage there. And then you mentioned it in the uh, pass game. Uh, I, I think the Bengals secondary has had a lot of trouble, uh, you know, sort of staying with these receivers. Now, it's been a little weird because, uh, you know, you watch the first half of the Chiefs game. They're, you know, torching them. Uh, A.J. Brown uh, was torching uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. They didn't quite use that enough. And even the Raiders uh, had their moments where they were torching that secondary. Uh, but then all of a sudden, they just sort of come up with key stops. Uh, you mentioned the receivers. I, I think definitely at the top, you know, Coop – uh, Cooper Cup and uh, Odell Beckham definitely uh, probably better top end overall. I think depth-wise, the Bengals probably have more depth at, at receiver, uh, you know, because Robert Woods is out. I, I think it would be really interesting comparing, you know, Boyd, Higgins, and Chase versus Woods, Beckham, and uh, Wood, uh, Woods, 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 Beckham, and Cup uh, together. That I think that would be really interesting. I noticed we didn't mention the running game, and I'm interested uh, how you think that's going to play out because, you know, I look at it where these teams are kind of similar in their running game. It's sort of same type back, good backs, but I, I wouldn't say game-changing backs nonetheless. But, uh, you know, you got Mixon and Pirine. You got, uh, let's say, Michelle and uh, Akers uh, for the Rams. Uh, do you think there's any advantage there, or do you sort of see just uh, a flat-out similarities in both teams, the way that they utilize the running games and the way the running backs, you know, overall talent is, which makes sense since Zach Taylor uh, sort of is a, a protege of, of Sean McVay too. So similar offensive mindsets as well. Well, you definitely see a lot of similarities and a lot of it has to do with the fact, like you mentioned, you know, that he comes from a base coaching tree. So there's always going to be, you know, some similarities there. Um, and, and I do think that the running attack for both teams is pretty even, but I do give a slight edge to the Bengals um, simply because of the Rams. Uh, although this postseason, the Rams rush defense has been really good. Um, but throughout the season, we saw it. They got gashed uh, pretty much every game, at least a couple times during those games. Um, their big, their big issue is they have a hard time containing the run until they get into that red zone. Once they get into that red zone, they, they turn to a completely different defense and they're shutting down runs. Uh, but uh, you know the thing is that the Bengals utilize their rushing attack a bit differently. Um, it, it's almost like a, an extension of their short passing game um, because. As we mentioned, their their offensive line has had plenty of issues this season, and we've seen teams take advantage of it. But like I was saying a little while ago, 
you go back to that Chiefs game, a lot of people assumed that that defensive line of the Chiefs was going to get after Joe Burrow. But, you know, instead, what did they do? They came in with a game plan that they were going to switch over to a short passing attack, a quick passing attack, so to speak. And it actually helped them a lot. Now, they weren't completing drives. They were coming short on third downs, which is one of the reasons why the Chiefs took such a large advantage in that first half. But at the end of it, it ended up paying off uh, because they protected Burrow and they were able to throw mix in there almost as an extra wide receiver, uh, but in the backfield. So you didn't know if he was going to run the ball, if he was going to pass block, or if he was going to, you know, kind of scatter out and catch a ball. Um, so I do give the Bengals a slight advantage in the running attack, but I think they both have similar philosophies. Uh, and then I, I do think that the Bengals are a little more committed to a, more of a one running back system where, you know, they bring in uh, Aaron more of a, as a, as a back, as a complimentary back change of pace, whereas in the Rams, they can hit you with six straight, you know, Sony Michelle runs and then give you 10 straight, uh, you know, Cam Akers. You really don't know how they're going to utilize them, but I do give a slight edge to the Bengals. Yeah, definitely so. So uh, how do you think the Bengals are going to play the Rams here uh, in the secondary wise? I, I mentioned how I thought the Rams might play the uh, Bengals, but I, I think this is really, really important uh, because – I do think if these corners and safeties can hold up a little bit on the Rams receivers, uh, that will give the Bengals defensive line a little bit of a shot. Do you think they're going to go similar to what they did in that second half versus the Chiefs and maybe drop a ton of guys into coverage? I I think we I mentioned on our uh, conference uh, recap show that they dropped like eight guys into the secondary, I I think 90 percent of the time in that second half. Do you think they're going to go a similar philosophy there or do you think they might be a little bit more aggressive, see if they can get pressure on Matthew Stafford, who's been pretty solid against the blitz certainly in the playoffs here how do you think the Bengals uh, sort of style is going to match up there uh, versus Rams secondary uh, Rams secondary uh, that's Bengals secondary going to match up against the Rams wide receivers here listen I mean every single team knows exactly what the Rams are going to try and do when it comes to the passing attack they're going to try and get the ball to Cooper Cup now everyone knows this everyone you know it I know it you know every single fan out there knows it but no one's been able to stop it. Okay. The guy's had an incredible year. You know, he's, he's the offensive player of the year for a reason, but with all that being said, we have to remember that, you know, Taylor is is a prodigy of Sean McVay to, to, to an extent. He knows what McVay likes to run. He knows the type of system he likes to play in and they both have similar styles. So you would think that, um, the Bengals would come out with the right type of game plan to, to try and, you know, stop this Ram team. The problem is that if they try to utilize the the game plan they use against the Chiefs in the second half, where they just had basically three or four guys rushing at one time, maybe one guy is spying on the quarterback, that would come back and bite them in behind, if you ask me. The reason being is that even though Cam Akers has had his issues with with uh, you know with ball security this this postseason, he's very explosive. We saw it in that first game against the Cardinals. You know, he's got the ability to turn a, a loss into a, into a home run play. And you can't get pressure. Now, the Rams' offensive line is, is a little bit suspect, not as much as the Bengals, but they definitely have holes in that offensive line. And if you can't get enough pressure with four guys, either they're going to gash you with big runs or Matthew Stafford, who's smart enough, will have enough time and wait until something opens up. And if that's the case, then he's just going to sit back in the pocket and just gash him all day. Don't forget, 
that something we don't normally see from Matthew Stafford that we've seen this postseason. He can he can get out and get you a few yards. He can scramble. He can get away from pressure. Um, now he does have a track record of making mistakes and throwing interceptions, but so far I think that he's limited the amount of wild throws that he normally does, uh, which has in turn helped them get to the point where they're at right now. Yeah, definitely so. All right, let's go and flip things over to the uh, sort of strength of the Bengals here. Um, you know, uh, honestly, I I was. You know, I, I didn't have a huge list of strengths I put on here, uh, you know, so I, I'm curious what you list as the uh, Bengals strengths here. Well, for one, uh, I think that the most obvious one is going to be the special teams. And I know it sounds silly to say people are like special teams, really. But no, listen, special teams makes a huge difference. Evan McPherson is currently the highest scoring uh, player in this postseason. I think he's got something like uh, 50 points. I can't remember what the exact number is, but he's leading the league, the postseason in points. So obviously special teams is a big factor. You know, I talked about Powell last week during our, uh, our prop show about how explosive he's been in the return game. You know, we've seen it in other Super Bowls before, you know, all it takes is, you know, one bad kickoff return or one good kickoff return to completely change the outcome of a game, you know, flips field advantage and things like that. So I, I give the Bengals an edge definitely in the special teams. I think they got a better special teams unit. Um, I also give them a slight edge in their running attack. I think that they're a little bit better uh, with the way they utilize their running backs. Um, McVay has definitely had his issues um, throughout the season as far as utilizing the running attack to his advantage. We've seen plenty of times when they were up in games and instead of running the ball, they drop back and pass the ball and try to make it look pretty. I have no idea why they would do that, but it's cost them. Um, And the Bengals seem a little more, old school in the sense where they're up they're going to run the ball try to take as much time off the clock as they can not just that i think that joe mixon is probably a better pass catcher than the running backs that the rams currently have so he adds more depth to to the passing attack as well so i think there's a slight advantage there uh and i think the the only way that they're really going to be able to take it you know advantage of this is one uh, i think they're going to go and empty sets a lot um and Probably, you know, people don't really want to hear this, but Joe Burrow is really successful when it comes to, you know, uh, basically uh, being five wide with uh, with no running back. Um, and I can totally see a situation where they bring in the running back, you know, in, in either a gun or the eye formation. Then they flip out of that, depending on the defense that they're seeing, and they go, you know, five wide with no running back. Um, he's really good at reading defenses when he's in situations like that. Not just that. You know, the Rams defense is going to try and bring as much pressure as they can. Now, as potent as this offensive, as defensive line is for the Rams, we didn't see him get a single sack last week versus the 49ers team. Now, granted, the 49ers are a really good team that don't get as much credit because they've had their shortcomings as far as closing out games, and we saw it in the championship game against the Rams. But they have fallen off a little bit as far as getting pressure. Um, And they're going to have to switch the Bengals to a quick pass attack. And I think this is going to benefit guys like Boyd and maybe even Higgins, but mostly Boyd who plays um, more in the slot than anything. And it's also going to benefit Mixon because, as I mentioned, they're going to use him to catch passes, especially on third downs and things like that. Um, And realistically speaking, listen, it's one game, and we all know that in the NFL, a game is decided realistically by two or three plays. So 
you know, we can talk about the advantages all day long. You know, we can talk about the Rams defensive line. We can talk about uh, the special team of the Bengals or the running attack. But really, it's going to come down to a few plays. Uh, and, and, I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm staying positive here. I'm trying to stay as non-biased as possible, which is really hard for me, especially this playoff run. But, you know, it wouldn't be shocking to me if either team won here. Yeah. You know, um, I, I was writing down strengths of the Bengals, and I, and I didn't see a ton. Uh, I think their passing game is solid. Uh, but you know it, it's sort of hit or miss you know they hit a you know maybe one or two or three explosive plays in a game which you know is really really important but overall I, I don't think their offense is what we'd call something you know when we look at the bills or we look at the chiefs you know where we look at that and be like wow uh, that's an offense it's a good offense it's just you know it's nothing I, I go it's like upper tier middle of the pack and then you flip things over to the defense and it's sort of yeah they can rush the passer with Trey Henderson pretty well they got okay corners they got okay safeties they got solid linebackers but it's nothing there where you're going other than maybe Trey Hendrickson well where it's it's nothing like where you got oh Aaron Donald you know that's just a, a defensive force in himself or oh you got Jalen Ramsey that's a shutdown corner you got on the outside you got Floyd or middle those are you know elite tier passers pass rushers um Floyd a little more than Miller uh, these days in age but Miller's you know sort of you know old school able to pick his spots you know three or four times a game to really sort of see if he can get something so I had trouble picking strengths of the Bengals so the number one thing I put down was basically heart and want to uh, because this team's been down pretty much in every one of these playoff games or they've been up and sort of trying to hold on and they just sort of they've never quit or given up they could have quit that you know Kansas City Chiefs game conference championship game this is teams basically in their second year of you know sort of building the Chiefs are putting them on them they didn't they didn't even play all that well in the second half and they still kept fighting and fighting and fighting they made a couple breaks they utilized those breaks uh, same thing in that Tennessee Titans uh, game you know couple plays here and there the titans offense was basically shredding them throughout the game but they found points in time to make plays make stops you know they're a little bit like uh you know a boxer i want to say you know old school julio cesar chavez maybe a diego chico corrales yeah they're getting pummeled a little bit but they sort of stay in there and you just know there's going to be one or two times where they sort of open up catch you and then they have the advantage. So I think we've sort of seen as the Rams have been a little bit the opposite of that, uh, where they tend to be out in front, front runners, and then when things go wrong, uh, bad things start to happen. So that would be my main strength for the Bengals. Maybe they get down to start this Super Bowl, but I think you're still going to have to put them out because they're going to keep coming and coming and coming. Now, also strengths, I think that wide receiver, you know, trio there with uh, Boyd, Higgins, and Chase, really, really the good. The death three. at wide receiver. Yeah, uh, especially the, uh, I think the two guys who basically sort of alternate on the slot side of things and Boyd and Higgins getting in that middle versus the Rams is really important. And then uh, C.J. Uzma, who 
you know, left that conference championship. I don't know how healthy he is. Uh, but if they have him and he is healthy, I think he's really, really important too. Because uh, then basically you have four guys plus either one of those two running backs to throw out of the backfield, uh, which can cause a little bit uh, of problems. Uh, running game. I don't know. I, I'm a little scared that uh, the Rams shut that down pretty quick and then the Bengals get, you know, uh, just nervous and getting in, you, you know, second and third and longs and that pass rush just pinning their ears back and coming. You saw that late in that 49ers game with the Rams. Once the Rams knew that all the 49ers were going to do and pass, uh, that pass rush just started to eat them up. So I think Hart and that wide receiver crew and, and then just sort of – just sort of opportunistic plays by that that's, defense. That's exactly what I was going to get into right now is, listen, right now in this postseason, this Bengals team is actually number one overall in turnover differential. So they, they've been very opportunistic and they've taken advantage of their opportunities. Um, whereas in the Rams are currently number seven in turnover differential. So, and this is, mind you, with teams that are no longer playing or teams that didn't get to play more than one game. So yeah. it, it's obviously a factor. Uh, and also, we have to take into account the special teams. You know, we, we talk yeah, about field positioning and all that. McPherson should have been on that list as well. You, you're dead right, uh, especially with sort of the uh, the way. I don't want to say Matt Gay has been bad because uh, he hasn't been bad, but it's been a little weird that he's been short on a couple kicks that are under like 50 yards. You start going over 50 short, but uh, you know, he, I think he was short on a 48 and then in that Niners game, it was like a, a 47 or 46 that he was short on. I don't know if he's hurt, but yeah. it, it's weird. The first one, the first one in Tampa Bay, you kind of, you know, just scratch that off to he's playing with the team that drafted him and cut him. And so you, you put, you know, chalk that up to nerves yeah. basically. But then it happened again versus the 49ers, and then it starts to give you a little bit of worry, a little bit of pause, especially since you're playing at home technically yeah. uh, in that game against the 49ers. So it definitely gives you some pause, but uh, I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to how these teams win this Super Bowl. Let's start out with the Los Angeles Rams. How do you think they are going to win this Super Bowl? Well, listen, first of all, I, I checked the number uh, yesterday, and I forgot what the number is already, but – I believe that the Bengals are top five in rushing defense as far as uh, yards are concerned. So they've done a pretty good job at containing opposing running backs. Now, if that continues, it's going to cause some issues for the Rams because this postseason, the key for their success has been balance, you know, uh, with, between the running attack and the passing attack. That's how they're going to win this game is if they remain balanced. You can't put it all on Matthew Stafford's hands. As great as he's had, as great of a year as he's had, he's also had quite a few hiccups, you know, along the way. Uh, I believe he was either the one or two in, uh, in interceptions thrown. So he's thrown his fair share of picks. Um, and we've seen it come back and haunt them. And he almost threw a couple during his postseason that almost came back and haunt them. But the keys to success for this Rams team is going to be one, remain balanced on offense two, remain calm in your coaching decisions. That's including clock management challenges you know, timeouts, all that. I think that's coming in my uh, how the Bengals win the Super Bowl last night. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and lastly, uh, I think that they have to play solid all-around defense. And by that, you know, obviously we know the big names that the Rams have on defense. You can talk about Jalen Ramsey, Vaughn Millers, you know, the Eric Donalds. But 
they have to remain completely balanced. You can't try and you can't try and do too much. You can't go out there and try and win the game on your own. Uh, you're going to cause issues for the rest. Of, everyone has to maintain their lanes. They have to do exactly what they did against this 49er team and shut down the run. If you can shut down that run the way they shut down the 49ers run, do you know what the Cincinnati Bengals are going to have to do? And that's going to be pass the ball, which becomes a whole other issue in itself. Because listen, an advantage that we didn't really talk about is size. The Bengals have a lot of size, especially at the yeah. wide receiver position. Um, and if if all they're going to do is pass the ball, you're going to have to try and dictate. If you if you don't remain balanced, you're going to have to dictate too much uh, attention to one side of the field, which then leaves the other side open. And you're going to have to pick your poison. You're going to have to let somebody catch balls. The issue is going to be who are you going to allow that happen? Who is it that you're going to allow that to, uh, to, to be the one? Whether it's Jamar Chase, who's a big play guy, T. Higgins, who's a really big body, or Boyd, who's coming from the slot, who basically can catch a lot of you know short passes and basically get first downs in, in third and short situations. So you're going to have to pick your poison. Something's going to have to give, uh, and it's really, uh, again, about remaining balanced. I think that if the Rams remain balanced, I think that they've got way, way more than enough talent level to take this home. Yeah, uh, let me ask you about really both tight ends here. Um how big a deal do you think it is that uh, Uzama plays for the Bengals? Uh, now, I, I've heard a lot more of encouraging words than I have about they, – they've been a little bit more quiet about the Higby situation. Uh, I, I know Blanton's filled in, you know, pretty solid there. But, uh, you know, uh, I think we talked about it on Wednesday that the Rams have a lot of sort of experience here, uh, you know, playing in the Super Bowl, you know, outside of, you know, Matthew Stafford. But – uh, I, I think it's important that Higby sort of suits up uh, here, especially Blanton, who basically I don't think any of us barely even registered that he was on the team until he caught that touchdown pass uh, versus Tampa Bay. Uh, so I haven't heard a ton on the Higby situation, but really on both sides, how important do you think that both tight ends come in and play? And maybe even if, you know, Higby's a little banged up and slower, uh, maybe if uh, – Uzma's also banged up and slower. Well, listen, I think it sounds crazy to say, but I, I think it's more important for the Rams to have Tyler Higby than it is for the Bengals to have Uzma. And now, and this is not to say that one's better than the other, because I think yeah. they're both kind of on the same level as far as the tight yeah, ends, uh, talent's concerned. But uh, I do think that the the Bengals have guys uh, at backing up Uzma that, you know, a lot of us don't know. A lot of us really haven't talked about these backup tight ends, but it almost kind of opens the uh, opens up the door of the possibility to bring in you know a guy who you really don't have a lot of tape on so it's it's harder to plan for and how their style of play whereas in the rams if they don't have higby and they're rolling with blam as talented as i think he can be as much potential as i think he has you lose death they don't have the death they're i believe that Bland's like probably their last tight end uh, so it takes away your ability to bring in certain packages, uh, which I think based on game scenarios can actually be really important. Yeah, I, I think it also sort of uh, messes with your blocking scheme because Blanton was used a, a lot to block, and now uh, you're having to choose whether to you want him blocking, you want him out in routes, you know, uh, sort of what to do. Maybe you bring in an extra offensive lineman to play that tight end spot if you're going to have blocking. Uh, but then if you do that, it, it's sort of a tell uh, of what's, you know, going down and all that, uh, you know. 
I have no clue on Higby. I can't make the judgment. I assume he's going to try to go out there. I don't know how healthy he is. Uh, CJ seems to be pretty confident in him going out there, but you mentioned, uh, you know, uh, they have a lot of depth in those other two big ride receivers who can fill those middle roles. But uh, if you sort of have three guys who can eat up that middle and then you can blitz Chase, you know, uh, trying to, you know, blitz uh, straight down the field and hit uh, big plays. But uh, I think the Rams win this by balance balance on both sides uh, uh, of the football field on defense they're aggressive when they need to be aggressive and and they're sort of uh, safe when they need to be safe we, we saw in that Tampa Bay Bucks game that they sort of lost a little bit of when to be safe and when to be aggressive I, I think early on they need to be aggressive in stopping this run because I, I like I said I think the Bengals will get gun shy trying to run the ball if you aggressively stop them early and then they'll start you know freaking out then you just know they're going to drop back and pass and that's when you can eat Joe Burrow alive, especially with that front line. And then the corners can start being a little bit more aggressive on that. On the offensive side of things, I, I think balance is so important. Even if they aren't running the ball well, I, I just think we've talked about it pretty much, I, I think, every week this season. When the Rams are balanced and it's not just Stafford dropping back 45, 50 times and trying to gunsling his way into, you know, hundreds of yards and big touchdowns I think that's when mistakes happen that's when he starts to get hit that's when he starts making poor decisions balance if you know Akers and Michelle are running three three and a half yards a carry I think that's okay because I think you have the comfort level of cup on that third down that you've had all year you have Odell Beckham's big body you know I don't. He doesn't get the separation he used to to hit those explosive plays, but he's still sort of got that great body that hits great slants, great comeback routes right around the chains. So I think you can afford to sort of be in third and medium situations, sort of balancing yourself with run pass, and then on occasion take that play action opportunity, whether it's Cup, whether it's Beckham, uh, whether it's a healthy Higby who can get down the middle of the field and get matched up on the Bengals, you know, linebackers or safeties. I think that is the key key. The other thing is you've mentioned the turnover margin. The Rams just got to protect the ball. Uh, you know, Akers has got to protect the ball. Stafford has to protect the ball because, you know, we talked about it. If you give those Bengals those opportunities, they've been so good at taking advantage of those opportunities. So I think balance, protection, and then sort of a balance on defense where you're aggressive in the right spots and you're sort of uh, not so aggressive where you get beat deep because these Bengals sort of just live off those explosive plays on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I have to agree with you. All right. Well, listen. Oh, go ahead. So, sorry, before we move on from that, Liz, you know, you mentioned uh, the the the, uh, the Rams and remaining balance. Yeah, it's it's going to be huge. We saw against the Buccaneers, they were having a lot of issues running the ball. I think they were averaging about 1.2 yards per carry in that game, but yet they didn't shy away from it. And they were, even though the Buccaneers got back into the game, they were able to close out the game with good clock management, so it's really important. Yeah. All right, how the Bengals are going to win this game. So how do you think Cincinnati uh, keeps themselves in this game and wins this game? Well, listen, there's a few different scenarios here on how Cincinnati wins this game. Uh, I think most importantly than all uh, is going to be to keep Joe Burrow upright. 
uh, and limit turnover, limit mistakes, basically. And by that, I mean, he can get hit. He's going to get hit. I, I think that's inevitable, especially going up against this defensive line. He's going to get hit. The important thing is, one, you prevent sacks. And two, when you are getting hit and you are getting rid of the ball, because he's got a little bit of gunslinger mentality in him, too. Yes. Uh, you know, I saw a few throws against Kansas City where he was on the ground. He did not even see the completion happen uh, because he was on the ground and he just let it fly. So he, he's going to do that a few times. Those can't be turnovers. They cannot be turnovers. They have to go directly to the put to the receiver or they have to go out of bounds because uh, you can't afford turnovers if you this Bengals team. You've had this much success because of how good you've been in the turnover race. You've obviously, you know, you're in a plus here. Um, so it's going to be important. Uh, another thing they have to do, which is going to be hard, uh, but I, I think they, they'll they be they'll have some success. They, they, they got to get pressure on Stafford off the edges. I think as far as your defensive line is concerned, I think they're more talented on the outside yeah. as opposed to the inside. So it's going to be hard for them to really get penetration down the middle. So what do you do? You 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 come with your stunts off the edge. And if you can get pressure on Stafford, you've seen Stafford, when he's pressured, make big mistakes. And what has Cincinnati strived on this postseason? Turnovers mistakes by the opposing quarterback. You saw it against uh, Tennessee. As you mentioned, Tennessee was dominating that game, basically, statistically, if you look at it. The reason that the Bengals won that game was because they kept intercepting uh, – uh, I'm drawing a blank here. Tannehill. Super Bowl. Sorry, Ta- Ryan Tannehill. You know, they kept pressuring Ryan Tannehill, and the pressure was causing him to just make error throws, which this Bengals team turned into, into interceptions. That's how they won that game. Kansas City, they were getting dominated that game. what they do? They completely switched up the way they were, uh, you know, getting after – they realized we can't sack Mahomes. Because all he's doing is he's shedding a tackle and then he's cut loose for yards. So we can't get pressure on him. So what do we do? Don't don't let him see anything open. Keep him contained. Keep him in that box. Now, Stafford is not the same type of quarterback that Mahomes is. They have different, completely different styles. But I think the key is going to be getting pressure on him off the edge. Uh, you know, obviously you're going up against Andrew Whitworth uh, as a left tackle who's got a ton of experience but he's also got a ton of age and he's coming off of an injury also. So uh, I think that's going to be their focal point on defense. And then third, I think it's just probably the most important thing. You have to get points. You can't have any empty possessions the way, uh, you know, they, the way the chiefs did against them in, in that first half or the way the Rams did uh, ending that first half against Tampa Bay. You have to get points. Even if it's three, you know, I don't care what the numbers say. You should go for it on fourth. Points are going to win you games, not, you know, statistical uh, percentages. Points is what's going to win you games. So every trip down, even if you get stopped, you know, on third down and you end up with like a fourth and two, you know, inside the Rams zone 20, kick a field goal, get points, and you, you know, keep fighting. This Bengals team, as you mentioned, is not going to be, they're not going to go away. They have to be put away. They have a lot of swagger. They have a lot of confidence, and they have to maintain that confidence throughout the game, regardless of how the game is going. Yeah, definitely so. All right, let's switch things up. How did the Cincinnati Bengals uh, win this Super Bowl on Super Bowl Sunday? How do the Bengals win it for you? Isn't that what we just talked about? 
Is that what we just talked about? I thought yeah. we were still on the Rams. No, I was talking about Joe Burrow and how we, they got to keep him upright at the uh, the outside pass first for the defensive line of the Bengals. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, we're good. The, yeah. No, we're we're both in a, in a pretty uh, weird zone right now. You know, we're both really amped up about the Super Bowl. We both got the prop you know show going on in our own competition. We've got tons of bets in in the game right now, and uh, it's. It's really weird. We're both on a, on a different pattern right now, so I, I understand why you. Uh, why All I know is right I've been you. reading a lot of numbers and looking at a lot of things the last week. So yes, I remember now. I already asked you how the Bengals uh, win the Super Bowl. I was still in the Rams. Uh, <laughs> I forgot I switched there. All right, how the Bengals win the Super Bowl? Let's switch it to me since. Uh, I think the one important thing is they stay attached. They can't let this game get out of hand. And you mentioned it. I, I think they continue to sort of bend, but don't break. Force those Rams uh, sort of into field goals, not touchdowns. Stay connected. Stay within, you know, seven to ten points in this game. Get this thing into the fourth quarter. And I think if you get this thing into the fourth quarter, we haven't talked about it, but the Rams are sort of supposed to be here. Everybody knows uh, this team is built to try to win a Super Bowl either this year or next year, technically more this year because it was going to be in Los Angeles. And basically, this was the coup de grace for Stan Kroenke building the stadium, having it here, having this team in the Super Bowl. And you you mentioned, you know, Sean McVay. I, I thought he started to feel sort of a little bit of that pressure in that 49ers game. I thought he overthought a couple of things, uh, you know, trying to, we got to get here, we got to get here, we got to get here, because uh, they probably are looking in, you know, 2024, 2025 uh, at, well, we probably don't want to judge by what that roster is going to look like, but uh, I, I take a long, long stare uh, at what the Texans roster looks like, or probably what the Saints roster is going to look like in this upcoming season. So I, I thought he started to feel that pressure there, and then I thought the Rams players sort of picked him up in that game. And I, I thought probably the reverse happened that Tampa Bay game where they started to feel the pressure that this is our year. We have to win it now, now, now. And as Tampa Bay was sort of making their run, they started to feel it. I thought Sean McVay uh, coached a pretty solid game in that Tampa Bay to sort of keep everyone from totally, uh, totally, uh, you know, going in under the mattress there and uh, got that last couple plays off, got that field goal to keep that game out of overtime. So I think that's the Bengals goal. Get this thing into the fourth quarter where it's, you know, a one score game, uh, maybe a one and a half score game here. And then if the Rams have an empty drive, Bengals get a score. I, I think the pressure goes on the Rams. They haven't shown they've handled it all that well. The second thing is opportunistic on defense. Uh, you know, just like you did versus Patrick Mahomes, maybe you don't shut them down. Uh, but you create a couple turnovers that leads to points on your end, which makes this game closer. And then I don't want to say protection of Joe Burrow because that's too obvious, but I thought they held up at least a little bit better versus the Chiefs than they did versus the Titans. So to give him that extra, you know, quarter of a second, or at least maybe one guy comes through, and you saw it where, you know, Allen got through, and then uh, – 
Burrow was able to get. So maybe Von Miller gets through, but it's not Von Miller, Aaron Donald, and Leonard Floyd all getting through, which gives him no way to go. So maybe one guy gets through, Burrow's able to escape, create a play downfield, and they hit their one or two opportunistic plays on that side of things. So keep it close, opportunistic on defense, and contain the pass rush don't stop the pass rush because we know that's not going to happen just sort of contain it pick and choose your spots on what guy's going to come to through make sure burrow knows that and they can sort of play to those strengths so that's how i got the Bengals sort of pulling this thing out if they can get this thing into the fourth quarter with it close i think the pressure just totally goes onto the rams on this I think that's about as uh, non-biased as I can be for uh, this particular show. So uh, expect a lot of uh, homerism coming from me uh, from, from here on out. All right. So we've gone through the game. Now we have to go through our best bets for the game here. This is... Sadly, our last best bets of the season. It's been a long season. It's been a fun season. But uh, no more best bets, at least for um, my probably six months here. I, I don't know if you want to have football time exhibition game uh, best bets show, but uh, <laughs> I'm not quite as enthused. But uh, right now it doesn't look like the baseball season is happening, so we might, I might not have a lot to gamble on by that point. So... Uh, Best bets of the Super Bowl. How many best bets of the Super Bowl do you have? Listen, I'm looking here, and I've got six total bets. Now, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily say they're the best bets. I've got a couple of long shots in here, but I've also got some that have enough value that they might pay off pretty well, uh, and they have a pretty good shot at hitting. So I've got – I'm just going to say uh, six. All right. Well, Achilles reign – Still our amateur Super Bowl better here. <laughs> I have I have 22 Super oh, Bowl gosh. bets. Now, listen, a lot of my uh, – well, I have a lot more bets, but a yes. lot of these bets we talked about on our previous show, which I don't want to bore people, you know, by repeating a lot of those picks. I know you are a lot more knowledgeable when it comes to actually gambling, and not just that. I've got more than just skin in the game. I've also got a lot of uh, emotion invested in this game, so that also gave me a little bit of pause as far as making bets. Well, I will say uh, I have a lot of best bets uh, because I, I play this is out what you the do, and I think it's going to play out this way. But uh, I'm going to say this is not going to be my most aggressive uh, profit margin Super Bowl because uh, honestly, I don't totally oh, know how the tables have turned. <laughs> I don't know how how aggressive I'm going to be on this Super Bowl. There have been ones where I've been a lot more ag aggressive than I think I'm going to be on this one. But I do have a lot of bets. No bets uh, repeating from our prop contest. If you want my prop bets, go to our prop show. Check that out. These are basically just game spread bets and total bets uh, here. So uh, I got 22. You got six. Uh, why don't you give us your first best bet here? Okay, listen, with my first one, uh, it's pretty obvious. Again, I said I warned everybody, homerism is about to come out. Uh, I've got the Rams at minus four and a half. Actually, I had them at four, minus four and a half. I actually sold the point. I sold it down to five and a half. Reason being is really that one point is not going to make a huge difference, uh, especially they got to win by five or they got to win by six. So uh, I sold an extra point. So I got the Rams at minus five and a half. 
All right, I like that. Using some knowledge here. We have taught him well. Uh, the four and a half does not really all that much matter. You either take it down to four or you just go up to the five and a half because the key number is actually six. So uh, our man is learning. Uh, all right, to get into spread bets here. Uh, First, I should probably tell you how I think the game's going to go so you understand sort of my bets because they're all sort of connected. Uh, so either I win a whole lot of money or I'm probably going to just lose a lot of money one way or the other. Well, depending on, on how these bets are going to sound to me, I'm going to decide whether I'm going to root for you to make a lot of money or whether I want to see you in the poorhouse. So uh, let's hear well, I hate to break it to you, but you're going to dislike me uh, greatly, and you're going to hope every one of these bets uh, lose. So uh, I think the game's going to sort of play out mostly like how the Bengals' uh, playoff run has played out all season long. I think the Rams are probably going to jump out on top. I, I think they'll be a little less nervous opening up. But I think the Bengals will be able to contain and keep this game close. And then sort of in the second half, they make a couple plays. And I think the Bengals probably win it late, either on a field goal or a last-minute score. So uh, that's how I'm going with this one. Now, that being said, I already tempted... This is not my favorite Super Bowl to bet on, so I'm not going to be aggressive and throw a whole lot of money uh, on on the way this breaks down. This is just sort of how I've seen it. Uh, I'm also stupidly basing it off Ram Super Bowls of, I don't know, the other five. Uh, I don't know how much the 1979 Super Bowl factors into this, uh, but hey, uh, you try to find whatever age uh, edge you can here. So... Basically, every Rams Super Bowl uh, will go modern era in the 2000s, even the ones where they were the better teams. Uh, the Titans one came down to the last, you know, fourth quarter. The Patriots one came down to the last fourth quarter. Uh, the other Patriots one, basically, Brandon Cooks makes a catch, they win. Rob Gronkowski made the catch, they won. That was the Super Bowl. It was one catch made by the other, another catch not made by the other. And... You know, no matter how good these Rams have been, every Super Bowl they've played in sort of has been close. And I think if this one gets close, I, I start to tip the edge to the Bengals because I, I think they just sort of play, uh, you know, with no fear because no one thinks they're going to be here. I'm assuming in their heads they probably think they're going to make, you know, 20 Super Bowls now. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. But I think if this gets close in the fourth, I think the Rams start to get a little jumpy here so i'm going to start by taking the cincinnati Bengals at plus four and a half here i would not take the four uh either take that half point or don't take it at all and maneuver around into a couple alternate spreads i also flip it around cincinnati Bengals alternate spread minus two and a half plus 200 uh cincinnati Bengals minus five and a half plus 333 also, Cincinnati Bengals money line at plus 165. So you sort of combo all those packages together. Also, I have a, a fun one, Cincinnati Bengals NOT at uh, plus uh, 1600. Uh, I'm not sure that's great value uh, considering one Super Bowl game has gone into overtime. Uh, but anyway... 16 to 1 decent value so i'm taking the four and a half and then i'm alternate lining uh the two and a half plus 200 and the five and a half plus 333 i don't love the money line that was sort of ha a havesy i'd rather you just take the alternate spread at two and a half uh 
there and tease it all the way up to 200 instead of the 165. But if you think they're going to win, you might as well add a 165 onto that uh, as well. So those are my spread bets on the best bets. What do you got going forward? A couple more of your best bets. I've got a couple of prop bets here. Uh, I'll go with my first one. Uh, I've got Cooper Cup to score the first touchdown of the game uh, at plus 390. So uh, as, as successful as Cooper Cup has been, regardless of all the attention he's been receiving, uh, he's, he's putting up big numbers, and I think it continues in the Super Bowl. So I've got that plus 390. All right. Uh, let me go to some total ones I like here. Uh, a couple of these are totals uh, with winners. Uh, we'll start with Rams, Bengals, uh, just the base total at 48 and a half. I like the under on that. I, I think this is going to be a low scoring game because uh, I just think both these teams probably will be too scared in the first half to come out real aggressive, fearing of a turnover here. And uh, I think a turnover just flips this game basically on either side uh you know either Bengals turn it over rams get some points they start feeling confident start rolling up points or the rams turn it over Bengals get an opportunistic store off the turnover and then they start feeling like they belong when rams start questioning things so i think both teams will be pretty conservative early on so i like that under 48 and a half then a couple uh, win and total bets. Cincinnati Bengals plus three and a half, plus the under 50 and a half is plus 240. Cincinnati Bengals minus three and a half. I don't love that spread. They're screwing me over on that number. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, Bengals minus three and a half, under 50 and a half. That's plus 500. So I like that one. And then Bengals win and the under. 46 and a half is plus 425. So I like that one as well. All right. Uh, you got a couple more you got in there? Yeah, I'm actually going to give you a special here. This is a Lux Nova special. Um, I, I asked her to uh, to pick a long shot because I, I couldn't fall in love with any of these long shots. They're just, I, I guess, uh, too much I got emotional a couple investment. At the end that you're going to like. Well, Do you, you want me to save like this till them, the end? But uh, the odds are quite uh, nice. Do you want me to save this one till the end? How big a long shot is it? Plus 900. Plus 900. Yeah, save it to the end. Save okay. it to the okay. end. Okay. All right, so let's go on to the next one then. Uh, let's see. I've got um, – here's another uh, prop bet. I've got uh, the first offensive drive for the uh, for the Rams to be a touchdown. That's at plus 235. All right. Uh, I'm going to go some first halves uh, here. Uh, Rams, Bengals, first quarter under 23, uh, or no, first half under uh, 23 and a half. Uh, like I said, I, I think this is going to be a low scoring game, certainly low scoring in that first half. Then Rams first half, Bengals game. So that the Rams win the first half, the Bengals win the game, that's plus 700. And then the Rams first half winning margin seven to nine that's plus 750 so uh if the rams are winning in the first half between seven and nine points uh basically there's only one number there but hey maybe something fluky happens and we get into those eight and nines but that's plus 750 so i can cheer for the rams in the first half for you so listen from someone who basically uh used super bowl squares as his form of gambling for many many years i i, I can i can vouch for that weird things do happen in the super bowl so don't be shocked by that uh i'll go a couple other uh rams under 17 and a half for the game uh that's at plus 333 like i said uh we'll get to my big long shots uh 
down at the end, but you'll see why I went 17 and a half under plus 333. Rams Bengals first quarter under five and a half. That's plus 260. So uh, I thought there was really good value that the first quarter is probably three nothing. Uh, you know, we talked about that on the prop show. I think plus 260 is really, really good value there. Rams, first quarter minus a half, I really, really like. Rams, second quarter minus a half, I really, really like. Now, flip things over to the second quarter. Now, you got to do alternate line here, but Bengals, third quarter minus two and a half, plus 175. Bengals, fourth quarter, even money at uh, a half point there. And then bingles uh plus one and a half in the second half at plus 105 and then i also have the second half over at 26 and a half plus 115 were okay, you writing well, all that down uh, no no i'm just gonna have to re-listen to this later on because uh, obviously just like the prop show you you come at it full speed so i'm gonna have to re-listen you now can write, write down, down all my first half bets that are pro rams and take those yeah, I, I might I might have to jump on that, but uh, I don't know about those Bengal ones. Uh, uh, here's another one from me. Uh, this is another prop bet. I've got the uh, the first uh, since the first drive for the Cincinnati Bengals uh, ending in a field goal attempt, and that's plus four thirty. Ooh, look at you! All right, uh, I got my two big ones left. What do you have left? Uh, I've got my 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 long shot, so to speak, and then I've got Lux Nova's long shot. All right, so we both got two long shots left. Why don't you start us off with your two long shots? Okay, well, the first one is the Rams to win, Joe Mixon and Odell Beckham to both score a touchdown, and that's plus 450. Oh, nice. Do you want the last one? Give me the last one. Give me the <laughs> Are you sure? One. Okay. Cam Akers, Odell Beckham, and T. Higgins, all to score a touchdown. That's plus 900. Oh, that's nice. A little player prop and same game parlay uh, together here. All right. I got two correct score bets here. All right. Ooh, ooh. Okay, let's hear this. All this right. I might want to write down. <laughs> all right. First half, Rams, Bengals. I got Rams 10, Bengals 3. That's at plus 4,900. So that's 49 to 1. If we get a 10-3 first half, Rams 10, Bengals 3. All right. That that plays out in the favor of my prop bets too. So Yes. Because uh, I can spell a touchdown there and a field goal attempt. Yes. So I like that. All right. Here is the big, big one. Correct score for the game. Bengals 21, Rams 17, plus... 20,000, 200 to 1, 200 to 1, Bengals Rams. So if you want, you can parlay those two Bengals Rams first half correct score and win a whole, whole lot of money. You can just take the 200 to 1 and uh, win you $2,000 with a $10 bet. If the Bengals score 21 points, the Rams score 17 points. Now you see why I did Rams under 17 and a half. That's a 333 mixed with your 200 to 1 bet. So uh, you'll be rolling in the big if the correct score hits. Uh, just so you know, uh, correct score bet in football basically never hits. I would not advise using anything that is not a free play or a 5 to $10 bet. Now, listen, just there's a reason why I have these little fake reads on my, on my desk here in my office. And it's for moments like this. <laughs> 
you know, I have to remember to remain calm. I, I can't believe you just try to get me to write that down. Shame on you. I I think winning a 200 to one long shot would ease, ease your soul. No, <laughs> that's, a, that's the thing. See, and that, that's the thing. That's, that's, I've had this conversation, you know, I've had a few people tell me like, why wouldn't you put a little money on the side for the Bengals? And, you know, worst case scenario, your team loses and you got a little money on the side. No, no, I would give up anything short of, you know, obviously, you know, wifey, uh, but I would give up just about anything for my team to win a Super Bowl. Okay. I, I'm still living off the glory days from the last one. I'm still living off the glory days of us getting to the Super Bowl. So, you know, listen, just getting here is an achievement, but I, I want a ring, man. I want just, I want it for Aaron Dong. I want it for, you know, Matthew Stafford. I want it for Ramsey. I want it for OBJ. I want it for Cooper Cup. I want it for Robert Woods, the heart and soul of that team. I, I want these guys to win a championship. You know, their time is now, and uh, it, we don't know what the future holds for this team. So, uh, the Bengals, they got plenty of time. So, listen, guys, take it easy. Yeah, especially when John Wolford is handing off to Sony Michelle in 2024. How dare you? How dare you talk about the Wolf band like that? <laughs> Wolf All back, right, baby. Uh, that's our show. Be sure to like and subscribe. Sign up for our Prop Bets contest. Link below in the description. You'll want to do that. Be sure to go back and watch our Props Bets show so you have all the knowledge you need to make the Prop Bets you need to win. I think this will probably be our last football time show for a little bit. We might pop on and, and do a recap of the Super Bowl, give or take, you know, how entertaining it is and uh, the result. Oh, no. Depending on the result, that's okay. <laughs> Either that or you're just going to have to go solo. Uh, we'll, be, we'll definitely be back. Uh, you know, in and around the draft and free agency to pop on and, and talk about some things. But uh, this will probably be the last football time show for a little bit before the draft and free agency. So it's been a pretty fun year. Uh, it's been a long year. Achilles got the Rams in the Super Bowl. We'll see if they can win. Be sure to like and subscribe. Click that link. Prop bets contest. Fun to play. Better to win some Greenlight Network swag. So, Achilles, where can we find you? Uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at TD Achilles. That's T-D as in touchdown, A-C-H-I-L-L-E-S. All right, that's our show, and we're out.